Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Welcome to the podcast, Britt. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing well. Always happy to be chatting with you. Me too. It's good to see you and we'll be in person together tomorrow. So I'm excited for that. I know our schedule has been a little bit wonky with planning for this trip to Austin and doing all of those different things. And I feel like we've been recording on off days lately. We're typically a Thursday recording podcast. And so we've been trying to fit in a bunch of stuff and stacking things. So it does feel weird. I'm like, oh, our week is almost over because we're recording a podcast today, but it is not. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're making it all work, um, but all for exciting exciting stuff. And uh, some of it is making it work too for our guests guests today. We have clients that are going to a discovery day and meet the team day, uh, if you will, for the brand that we're going to bring on. So all exciting stuff all the way around. Yeah. And I had a client that was there two weeks ago. So it's a brand that we're pretty pumped about. And I'm really excited to share more because this space for us has just been killer. Our clients are loving it unsuspected people that are are sliding into the space. I'm just really excited. And we've got people placed already that are hitting KPIs in the restoration space. That was the teaser. It is the restoration space, but it, it's really just a neat area. Well, I think, you know, there are things that we talk about a lot on the podcast about what common questions are that we're receiving. And we've talked about supply chain. We've talked about personnel on recent episodes. But the other thing that we're talking about, of course, is the recession. You know, are we in one? Some people say we're not there yet, but we're going to be. But there's lots of talk around that. And so I think what we've found is our clients are looking to invest in things that are recession resistant. And in the restoration space, I always say mother nature doesn't care what's going on in our economy, right? So you have to get things taken care of. And even outside of disaster, stuff happens. I've shared stories with my clients that, you know, I bought my house and a month later, our hot water heater broke, flooded our entire downstairs. And we had to get that taken care of. And that's a real life example outside of disasters. So the restoration space is exciting to us. Yeah. And that is true if Mother Nature doesn't care and insurance has to pay. So, I mean, I think those are the two things. And then the other thing that I am seeing a lot is people wanting to replace an executive income. And the re- the restoration space is very ripe with great financials, the ability to replace some of those C-suite type incomes that you don't see in every franchise business that's represented. And it's really, really appealing to our clients to be able to do that. So I think it's time, Britt. I think it's time to introduce our guest today because we've hyped it up. We've talked it up. We have Josh Titler, National Franchise Recruiter for Blue Kangaroo Packouts. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Brittany, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's a good day. It's a good day to be here. We are so excited. And again, thank you for taking the time out. I know you're gearing up for having my clients out to visit with you tomorrow. So thanks for making the time. And I'd love if you just share more about your background and how you got started in franchising. 
Sure. No, thanks for having me on. Uh, like most people, I think I, I've never met somebody who got into franchising on purpose. I think most of us have fallen into franchising or accidentally gotten in. I was no different. Uh, I went to college to be a high school teacher, right? I was going to change the world. I was going to be one of those teachers. And then my senior year, I realized well, I, something happened. I, I didn't like high school kids. It, it was very different from the four years than when I was there. And so I had some electives and I, I added a business entrepreneurship minor, but I was a bartender through college. And one of my best customers at uh, this little bar I worked at was the very first employee that this air duct cleaning franchise ever hired. And it was this franchise called Ducks. So I got to watch this franchise grow up from the other side of the bar. And one day he says to me, he says, hey, do any of your buddies want to go to New Orleans? It was right after Hurricane Katrina. And he said, we got this big job for this big company called Belfour. And I need a bunch of people to go down and do some manual labor. It's, it's air duct cleaning. And I said, I'll go. And he laughed at me. He's like, you don't do manual labor. And I said, Steve, I used to, I used to be a groundskeeper on a golf course. Like, I, I can do this. I, I'm looking for a change. Uh, so... My mother was so mad at me. I jumped in a van with eight strangers and off I went to New Orleans. Scariest decision I ever made, best decision I ever made. Uh, so fast forward, uh, they asked me to do uh, sales for the local corporate owned store in Michigan. So I did sales, built up a, a pretty significant business. They had just launched a few franchise locations, maybe five or six. And they said, we want you to teach the franchise owners how to do what you're doing, how to build and grow this business. So I got into operations and I was, uh, I was somebody who was teaching and training franchise owners every day. So I still ended up teaching, but I was teaching adults how to build and grow their business. Uh, fast forward a couple more years, a friend of mine said, you know what? I think you'd be really good at franchise development. And it's still an opportunity to help people and, and teach people and help them learn. But really you're helping them go from where they are to where they want to be. And I got into franchise development, oh gosh, that was probably 2010, and really have never, never looked back. Uh, I've, so when I started, I was with Ducks, that was the first Belfour Franchise Group brand. Uh, and I've made a couple stops along the way, and I'm actually back now at Belfour Franchise Group with Blue Kangaroo Packouts, and uh, it's been a big blessing. It's been an awesome journey. I don't think that I realized that your franchise career started with Balfour and then just like all great things, you did find your way back to them. And now you're specifically representing Blue Kangaroo Packouts. So can you tell us first about Balfour Franchise Group and then what the heck is Blue Kangaroo? Can you just explain the services? The name does not give it away. So we want to hear about both of those things from you. I'd love to. Uh, so Belfour Franchise Group started with Ducks, the air duct cleaning franchise. And uh, I got to help grow that from basically the ground up. And then we started a sibling concept called Hoods. Uh, hoods is kitchen exhaust hood cleaning. So every restaurant has grease hoods. You got to clean those. Otherwise, the restaurant will catch fire. And so for a long time, that was the Belfour Franchise Group. Uh, Belfour eventually added a third brand called 1-800-WATER-DAMAGE, which does exactly what you might think. Property restoration, water uh, extraction, and repairing structures after fires and floods. Uh, and then for a long time, that was it. It was just three brands. And then Belfour really uh, got into gear 
and added a bunch of other concepts. And I'm probably going to forget some of them, but uh, they acquired two very large concepts. And everybody's heard of ChemDry. Uh, ChemDry, probably the largest carpet cleaning uh, franchise in America. They acquired that. And then they acquired uh, Enhance, which is a hardwood floor renewal franchise. Added franchises like Patch Boys, uh, acquired Redbox plus Dumpsters, uh, added a few others along the way, and then incubated some new ones like Z Plumbers, which is, of course, a, a residential and commercial plumbing franchise. But then they got into this thing uh, called Packouts, Blue Kangaroo Packouts. And, you know, Belfour themselves, I want to make the distinction. Belfour is the world's largest property restoration company. And property restoration companies fix structures after fires, floods, storm damage. You, Brittany, you were talking about a few of the, the examples. Then they have the Belfour Franchise Group, which is the collection of franchise brands that I was telling you about. Uh, but Blue Kangaroo Packouts was an interesting one because Belfour, you know, they do property restoration, but they don't do contents restoration. There's 98 Belfour offices around the country there's only just uh, like three or four that dabble in contents. Most property restoration uh, companies don't do contents. And there's various reasons why, but probably you know 90% of property restoration companies don't do it. So Belfour looks at their books every year and they say, gosh, look at all this money that we're subcontracting out for contents restoration. Why not bring that in-house? Why not have something in-house? So Belfour acquired a company in Metro Detroit turned it into a franchise model, turned it into what became Blue Kangaroo Packouts. And originally it was just called Packouts, but it was tough to get a, a federal trademark. They said the name was too generic. So by a lot of uh, market research and we came up with 200 and some odd names and we asked our internal team and eventually it became Blue Kangaroo Packouts. So you're gonna ask me, well, what's the significance of blue and kangaroo? Well, kangaroos are known for what they carry. They protect their babies in their pouch. Our tagline is, we care about what we carry. So for us, that was a natural. Blue happens to rhyme with kangaroo, so that was good. But also, blue is a very calming color. And a couple of our other brands, like 1-800-WATER-DAMAGE and Z Plumbers, already had the blue, uh, the blue base color, so it, it plugged in perfectly for us. So Blue Kangaroo Packouts is a contents restoration franchise. Now you're going to ask me, what is contents restoration? The best analogy I can give you, if you take a house and you tip it upside down, everything that falls out is contents, right? So property restoration fixes the walls, the floors, the roof, the structure. We take care of the stuff. And basically on any job, we do five main things. Uh, first, we assess and we inventory everything. And then we do a pack out. That's an industry term for carefully wrapping everything and putting it in a box. If you've ever moved, you've done portions of a pack out. And then uh, the things that need to be cleaned and restored, we will clean and restore those at our warehouse. Uh, then we just store things. Sometimes it's for six, seven weeks. Sometimes it's for six, seven months. Sometimes we store things for over a year. It just depends on how long it takes uh, the homeowner or the property owner to get back into their property. And then uh, we also, we will then move everything back in uh, at the time that the, uh, the building owner, or the homeowner is ready to occupy. So those are the things that we do. But the best analogy I can give you is if you tip a house upside down, everything that falls out, that's contents and that's what we deal with. 
I love that you explain the services that you offer. There's a couple of things I want to dig into further. So there are, of course, very big names inside of the restoration space. What you're doing seems niche. Is there room for this type of service? And is there the ability to have this individually? Like, help me understand why these services aren't just added on to the existing restoration kind of traditional business that we think about that's already inside of Belfort Group. Yeah, that's a great question. I get the question every day. Why don't property restoration contractors do this? And you're right, Brittany, there are lots and lots and lots of property restoration companies, dozens and dozens of property restoration franchises, exponentially more uh, independent uh, property restoration companies. It's a very lucrative business. But those guys predominantly specialize in demolition and in in, uh, remediation, right? They, they get the stuff out of there that shouldn't be there, the smoke, the soot, the mold, the water, the, the goo, the sewage, whatever it is. And those, those companies uh, really don't have people specialized in what we do. And also a lot of restoration companies are lean and mean, right? They're small. They don't have big giant warehouses. Now some do, but a lot of them don't. And that's part of the reason why it's so lucrative. You can run it lean and mean. They don't have the space to do what we do. So is there room in restoration? Not only is there room, Brittany, there's people are rest or insurance companies are clamoring for this service because there's not enough companies out there that do it. There is no major player in this industry. It's so fragmented. There's no Lowe's or Home Depot. We're quickly trying to become the Lowe's or the Home Depot of the industry. And we're, we're growing very, very rapidly. But there is so much need for this. There's very few companies out there that do this, especially compared to property restoration. It's so interesting when you look at a market and then all of the segmentation that comes inside of that. And I think our clients constantly say to us when we're presenting this, yeah, but we have Restoration One and we have these brands and I don't know. And I distinctly remember a client that I shared with you and one of his friends is a franchisee of a major restoration company. And he said, do you think there's any room? He said, I will be your first referral source. Not only is there enough room, I'm giving away business inside regular restoration. I can't get it done fast enough. I can't get crews out there. There's tons of room in this industry. But it does take a different type of franchisee to be in the content space because it is a little bit more warm and fuzzy. It's the stuff. People aren't attached to their walls. They're not attached to those things. You guys are dealing with the nuts, the bolts, the photos, the everything that really matters to people. So what type of franchisee is Blue Kangaroo looking for? And then what does their life as a franchisee of this system look like? How does it work for them? What are they doing day in, day out? That's a, that's a great question. And I want to go back to something that you said, Sam, because, you know, the, the, rest, the property restoration contractors out there, the vast majority of them are our customers. And again, because they're not doing uh, the contents restoration. So we can help them because they're going to be able to make money on the invoices that we give to them. So when they subcontract us out, we're helping them. We're not only helping the homeowner, we're not only helping the insurance company, we're, we're helping the property restoration contractor as well. Uh, so what type of person are we looking for, right? And, and you asked, what does their day look like? Um, I think if you ask most of our franchise owners, 
they're going to tell you that in some shape or form, they have that, what I'm going to call the helping gene. That's, you don't have to have it to be in this business, but I think it's a, it's certainly a common ground. We, we really, we look for transferable skills and experience, right? We're looking for business skills. If you have business development skills, right? If you know how to build and grow a business, if you're a relationship builder, that's what this business is built upon. We love that. If you have uh, operated and managed businesses and you know how to, you can do operations in your sleep, you know how to manage time, money, people, process, we look for that, right? That's great. But ultimately, what's really going to make this click for somebody is if they have that helping gene where they can not only make money, but they can help people and bless people while they make money as well. And, and Sam, it was interesting that you said, you know, people aren't attached to their walls and their, their floors. And you're right. The, the things that are worth the least are really the things that are worth the most. It's the sentimental things that you can't replace. And, uh, people have been needlessly losing their things for years. And we can help with that. So if that appeals to somebody, this is a really great franchise for them. I love that piece. And it's not something that you think about, but it's so true. You know, those wedding photos, the photos of, you know, your grandma that's no longer with you, the piece of furniture that was passed down to you. Those are the small but important things that really matter to people. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the model of what the franchisees day in the life may look like, you know, owner, operator, semi-absentee, however you guys describe what would their day in the life and kind of team look like? Yes. So there's two different ways you could run this. We call it the active owner and the executive owner. You mentioned semi-absentee. Uh, executive owner would be the same thing as semi-absentee. If you're an active owner, you're going to play one of two major roles. You're really either going to take the lead on business development or you're going to take the lead on operations. In the very beginning, you'll probably do both. But quickly, you know, you'll you'll find that you'll run out of uh, run out of time and you're going to take the lead on one of those two things. So if you take the lead on business development, you're going out and building relationships with these property restoration contractors. And you're, you're taking them to lunch, right? The, you're, you're giving them tickets to sporting events, baseball, football games, concerts, taking them to dinners, just stopping by the office and hanging out, maybe dropping off a candy jar, some cool blue kangaroo pack out swag, and just getting to know the people and building that relationship. Uh, if you take the operations lead, you're going to have a lot of interaction with the homeowner uh, on, a, on a daily basis. Uh, you're going to help your team. Uh, making sure they have what they need and that the packout is going correctly, everything is being taken care of. Customer service is so key. If, if you've got really good, uh, I'm going to call them sympathy or empathy skills, you might really do well on the operations side because that's, that's something that you're going to want to have uh, when you're dealing with a homeowner who is hopefully going through this for the only time in their life. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to help, the owners are going to help the, the homeowners that are going to, uh, they're going to help their staff. They're going to work with the property restoration contractor. Uh, they're going to work with the insurance adjuster. Great communication skills. Uh, if you can, if you're organized, you'll do great at operations. Now, if you're an executive style owner, that means maybe you have a job in the corporate world that you're going to keep. Or maybe you have another business that you own and you can't devote full-time efforts to the business. Uh, you're still going to have a pretty lean team. You know, if you're an active owner, you're going to have one to two technicians in the beginning. If you're an executive owner, you're still going to have one to two technicians in the beginning, but you're really going to want to have a manager 
who's geared at the business development. You, you need somebody out building the relationships and earning the referrals. Then the operations people can do what they do best. Um, but without those referrals, that's you really need that. So uh, your manager would be more business development focused. Uh, so that's that's really the two ways that you can run this, active and executive style. That's great. And tell us a little bit, um, you've given lots of good insight today and you've been in franchising for a long time now. And I love your story about how you've fallen into it. You and I talked previously about the fact that we both bartended through college. You get lots of interesting people and hear great stories. So I say all of this to say you probably have received some incredible advice at some point in time. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? There's so many good pieces of advice and plenty of bad pieces too, right? Plenty of plenty of goofy uh, advice givers out there. But for me, I mean, I've received advice about faith. I've received advice about family. I've received advice about franchising, right? All of them. When it comes to franchising, I think of I think of really two things, and I, I think of two. I think of the the. Uh, the uh, the boss at the company that I was with previously, and I think of the uh, the boss that uh, runs Belfour Franchise Group now. The boss that runs Belfour Franchise Group now really has a uh, a mantra, and just walking into any situation, any meeting, any conversation, anything, ask this question: What's the right thing to do? And I never forgot that. So that's one thing. The other thing: uh, This comes from a, a a boss previously, he said, you know, Josh, you can't boil the ocean. You can't affect everything all at once, and you're not going to be good at everything. And even if you were, you still can't affect everything all at once. So pick and choose what you're going to do and what you're going to be great at, and then surround yourself with people who are great at all the other things because you can't boil the ocean. So for franchising, I would say it's those two things. Those both, that's the first time we've heard either one of those things. And they both are fantastic pieces of advice because it really is about doing the right thing at the end of the day. And sometimes that's not popular. You know, sometimes we have candidates that you will know aren't a fit before they know they're not a fit. And the right thing to do is to let them know that before they make a business decision or, you know, little things. It's the same thing we tell our kids, do the right thing <laughs> because, and it's not always easy. Now, I love your story about falling into franchising. And it's very funny the way you phrase that, if, you know, we're not assuming you listen to our podcast, but we know you do. So every week I feel like we are like, well, accidentally, everybody says accidentally, nobody thinks they're going to grow up and, and be a franchisee or get into franchising. It's just not where I think most of us are lives going, but you're here and you've stayed and obviously it's working for you and you've, you've really had a great experience and changed a lot of lives along the way. So what's your personal compelling reason for continuing to be in this business? Well, I think I mentioned this early on when I was talking about my background, because I wanted to be a teacher because I wanted to change the world, right? I wanted to be one of those teachers you see in the movies and people talk about, and that was the greatest teacher. And they, they changed my life. And that just wasn't the path for me. Uh, but it really boils down to help, helping people. And when I started this franchise career of mine, I would have said helping people. 
Today, I'm going to answer it by saying blessing people. It's, it's almost the same. But uh, the way I look at it is, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I get to help people go from where they are to where they want to be or where they are from where they are to someplace better. And I'm not, I'm not solely blessing them. I'm just part of the journey. And I've just, uh, to help people learn and to figure out, is this a good fit or not a good fit? Uh, that's, that's fun for me. And I, if I can bless people and help them, and even if it's helping them by, like you said earlier, saying this isn't the right fit, or maybe talk to Sam or Brittany about uh, a franchise in a different uh, industry or something like that, that's fine too. As long as, as long as they find the right fit, that's really what this boils down to. So I'm going to say it's, it's blessing people. That's, that's my reason for being here, just being a part of that journey. What a great reason it is. I feel fortunate and blessed every day that I get to do exactly what we're doing right now. And I know that entrepreneurship changed my life personally. And so having a small piece of getting to help others lead that life and that path is pretty special. So we like to do a word association game. So we're going to hit you with a couple of words today and you tell me what pops in your mind, what you think when I say each of these words. So I'm going to start with entrepreneurship. When I think of entrepreneurship, I think of risk tolerance, right? Because nothing's guaranteed. Even in this wonderful vehicle that we call franchising, there's, there's nothing guaranteed, but franchising can potentially mitigate a lot of risk, but you still have to have a tolerance for risk. So when I hear entrepreneurship, I think risk tolerance. I love that. That's a great answer. What about franchising? So you said franchising in that answer. What What do you think of when you think franchising? Uh, I'm a jock. Uh, I think of playbook, right? We're like a football coaching staff. We've got great coaches. Some are good at offense. Some are good at defense. Some are good at special teams. In franchising, we've got marketing and operations and IT and accounting. We've got all these coaches that specialize. We've got great playbooks. We'll tell you what plays to run. You just have to go out and execute the plays, though. And uh, so I, when I think franchising, I think playbook. What about wealth? Wealth is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, you remember the movie, It's a Wonderful Life? And at the end of that movie, Jimmy Stewart's character, George Bailey, he says, I'm the richest man in Bedford Falls. Mm -hmm. And it's, yep. because, it's because all of his friends and family came to his side, right? They forgave him. They, they helped him because he was such a vital part of their story and their time of need. And to me, that's wealth. And I know other people define it differently, but uh, you know, when you know, owning your own business can give you that, right? It can give you more time with family, more time with friends. And, uh, but when I think of wealth, I, I think it's in the eye of the beholder. And I really think of... Uh, not money. I think of the, the important things and uh, like people and friends and family. When we initially wrote that one, we wrote down money and then Sam and I changed it to wealth because we really feel like wealth is more important and it's not just about money. It's so much about what you said. I'll give you one more. What about values? Values is I think what's most important to you, what do you live by, right? What drives you every day? What, what makes you keep going when times get tough? For me, it's, it's faith, then it's family, then it's franchising and fun, but although start with F ironically. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, 
values or what's important to you? And, and again, for me, it's, it's faith, family, and then franchising and fun. Those are awesome uh, pieces. And I would say, Sam, those are our next words for our next episode, all starting with F, great F words, <laughs> positive ones. F words you're going to love. Exactly. I can see it right now as the title. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's so great to see you. And thank you for taking great care of our clients. We appreciate your time. We are very excited about this brand and we can't wait to work with you further. I appreciate you very much, Brittany. I appreciate you very much, Sam. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, I, I look forward to doing more of these soon. Thank you. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.